Do you believe in ghosts? Have you ever seen one? Have you ever felt that weird prickly feeling on the back of your neck or felt like someone's watching you? Well, fuck all of that because we're here to talk about the ghosts of Gettysburg who don't do any of that weak shit. These stories are fucking scary, y'all, and I am not here for it. I mean, obviously I am literally here, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I am enjoying talking about this in a closet in the middle of the night. Let's get one thing straight right off the top. I absolutely do believe in ghosts. I've never seen one, despite actually kind of wanting to. I'm a weak bitch and I would probably piss myself, but I do want to see one. Maybe like my grandparents or my dad or something, though not some stranger who has unfinished business or whatever. My family has tons of ghost stories in it. One of my cousins said that when she was a kid, she saw her great-grandmother standing at the foot of her bed holding a cat. There are mediums and psychics somewhere in my family tree. I definitely believe in the supernatural, paranormal, whatever you want to call it. I don't really think I'd be here with a podcast called The Creepiest Sleepover Otherwise. And I absolutely believe that Gettysburg probably holds some crazy shit. There are a metric fuckload of ghost stories at Gettysburg, and I am not going to have time to cover all of them. The Battle of Gettysburg was fought in the summer of 1863. Don't worry, I am not here to give you a history lesson and basically took over the entire town. There weren't necessarily battlefields, even though we call it that now. I'm guessing things were just sort of spread out, I guess, so there couldn't be a real battlefield. But whatever, I'm not a historian, and if you are, don't DM me, because I don't really care that much. I'm just here for the spooks. Amazingly, only one civilian was killed during the three-day-long battle. Her name was Mary Virginia Wade, or Jenny. On the first day of the fighting, she left her house in central Gettysburg to go to her sister's, which was further away on the outskirts of town. That didn't help, though, since the Union soldiers were forced to fall back. She went down to the kitchen one day and started to knead some bread dough for the Union soldiers. She had not closed the kitchen or the parlor doors. I don't know if the doors would have stopped it, I mean, probably, but a stray bullet somehow hit her in the shoulder, passed through her heart, and lodged itself in the front of her corset. She died instantly. Her remains are buried in the Evergreen Cemetery, and an American flag flies around the clock at her gravesite, which only one other woman has this honor, and that's Betsy Ross. Jenny is buried next to her fiancé, Jack Skelly, who was a Union soldier. He was away at war when Jenny was killed. Actually, he was being held captive by the Confederacy. He had been shot in the arm when he was attempting to flee, and given that medical technology was, shall we say, not so great, he died just one week after Jenny without knowing that she had died. It's said that he gave a letter to one of their childhood friends to deliver to Jenny, but it never made it. The soldier carrying it died in the Battle of Gettysburg. Could all three of their spirits be roaming Gettysburg now? A man destined to deliver a letter, another mourning his lost love, and a woman who is probably just really fucking pissed off that she was just trying to help and got shot for it? One of the most haunted buildings is supposedly the Farnsworth House Inn. You may have seen an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved where Ryan and Shane go there, which, like, no, absolutely not. I'm not sleeping in a haunted inn. Again. Supposedly, my family's restaurant in northern Michigan is haunted, and I've slept there in the lodgings upstairs. I never saw anything, but it doesn't make it any less creepy. Anyway, the Farnsworth House Inn was used as a field hospital for Confederate soldiers. 
in the dead of night, sometimes you can hear a Jew's harp. Yes, that's what it says in everything I read. And then I googled and let's call it a mouth harp from now on, shall we? You can hear a mouth harp being played from upstairs, supposedly by a soldier who refuses to leave his post. In the guest rooms, because it's still a functional bed and breakfast, you can hear the sound of men removing their boots and setting them on the ground with a loud thunk. You can hear footsteps, as if there are people patrolling the halls. There's even an elderly female spirit who is seen walking between the tavern and the kitchen, checking the items stored on the shelves. Apparently, she doesn't like anyone else cooking in her kitchen because she's pretty mean to the staff. She'll pull on their apron strings or push them. This is also where the bullet that killed Jenny Wade allegedly came from, since the top floor was used as a sniper tower. Pennsylvania Hall is now the... Are you done? Thank you. Pennsylvania Hall is now the administrative building of Gettysburg College, but in 1863, it was a dormitory. The Confederates took over it and used it as a base. Robert E. Lee would go to the towers and look over the battle, and nowadays you can hear footsteps walking up and down the hallways and see shadowy figures. It was also used as a field hospital. As I said before, medical technology in 1863, not so great. If you got shot with a lead bullet in your arm or leg, really the only way to save your life from lead poisoning was to amputate. They didn't have any other way of doing it than literally sawing your arm or your leg off. In one story, there were two college administrators working late on the fourth floor of the building. They got on the elevator to leave out of the first floor, but for some reason, the elevator took them to the basement instead. Instead of the storage that was actually in the basement, what appeared was an operating room from 1863. Blood covered the walls, wounded men lay dying on the floor, and doctors, nurses, and orderlies wore blood-stained clothing. One of the orderlies looked over at the two administrators as if asking for help, but the administrators had, in a panic, gotten the elevator doors to close and go back up to the first floor. Look, if I saw that shit, I think I would just die. Or scream. Or die screaming. I'm telling you, you do not want to go to a haunted house or any sort of scary thing with me. I will not be any fun. I'll crack jokes to attempt to hide the fact that I'm scared shitless. I'll talk too much. And then whenever something scary happens, I'll just burst into tears. It's just the kind of person that I am. The spirits of Gettysburg aren't limited to just those that died in the actual battle. After the war, an orphanage opened to house the children who were left parentless after the war. The first headmistress of the orphanage was very nice and treated the children well. After she left, though, this bitch, Rosa Carmichael, took over, and she was, like I said, a bitch. Like all capital letters, not just a capital B. Rosa would chain kids outside under the blazing sun, lock them in the outhouse, and worst of all, turned the basement into a torture dungeon. Her horrible misdeeds wouldn't be known for six years until it was finally discovered. She was fined $20, which is about $425 today, and driven out of town, which is not enough punishment if you ask me. The orphanage was eventually turned into a museum, where tours would be given. One tour guide says that she took a group to the basement and shut the door behind them to give them an idea of what it might have been like for those poor children. Some of the guests reported that they could feel the children's spirits with them, and the guide said that they should try to bring them with the group when they left. However, when she tried to open the door, it wouldn't budge. It didn't move until the guide reluctantly said that the children would have to stay. 
Some guests leave dolls or other toys for the spirits of the children, but they are often moved or disappear entirely. One doll had its arms and legs ripped off and put in the gift shop. Rosa doesn't want any of the children to have anything nice, after all. She also employed a teenage boy, Stick Boy, to help carry out her punishments. He would carry a stick, hence the name, and trip, beat, or otherwise hurt the kids. A psychic who was at the orphanage once told the employees that there was a very angry young man in the room, hitting the stick against the palm of his hand, like he was just waiting for someone to pass by. So why is Gettysburg such a hot spot for spirits? Other than the obvious 51,000 people died here in three days bit, that is. Well, the place was spooky even before America was colonized. The Susquehannock peoples, I hope I'm saying that right, did not like this rock outcropping that is now known as Devil's Den. I looked it up, and the openings of it apparently align to the summer and winter solstices. Don't ask me how, I am literally just reporting what I read. They also align with the rising and setting of Pleiades and Sirius, names I probably only know from Final Fantasy games, if I'm being honest. Pleiades and Sirius were tracked by the indigenous peoples for agricultural and religious purposes. Again, according to what I read. So there's that. There's also the fact that Gettysburg is just a big-ass field, because it's pretty hard to grow anything. Why? Because it's packed with limestone. Limestone is said to be a spiritual conduit or something like that. I didn't Google that part. I just remember hearing that. It's a rock that holds a lot of spiritual energy. Look, I'm just a layperson here, and I don't really have the time to go down a whole ass rabbit hole on this shit. Just trust me, okay? This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Don't cite me in any research papers. Thanks for listening to me ramble about ghosts. I hope my voice didn't shake or crack too much. I was trying to be brave. Maybe this episode actually lives up to the podcast name and it's creepy as shit. Although, like I said, I really like to mask being scared by being funny. Next week, I'll tell you the story of Leonardo Cianciulli, who is a serial killer who was like Sweeney Todd, but with soap. I'm not joking. Sleep tight. <laughs>